Hi guys, welcome back to the Handbag Diaries. Today I'm with my friend Edith Walker-Millwood. She's a stylist and she's based in London. So, hi Edith. Hi Christina. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. How are you? I'm happy to be talking with you today. Yeah, so basically we're going to talk about your you being a stylist, your kind of career and your styling journey. Mm-hmm. So, so far, tell me like kind of who you've worked with and stuff like that. So, um, as of recently, I've been working with Fault Magazine a lot. Um, other magazines too, um, in terms of artist. I've worked with J.P. Cooper. I've worked with Daya. I've worked with Rebecca Ferguson. I've worked with um, Highly Suspects, which is like a, a band from Brooklyn. And there's a few more as well. That you've done. So... Mm-hmm. Tell me about when you knew fashion was your path. Because everybody has that moment when they think, okay, I'm definitely meant to be in fashion. For me, it was when probably, I don't know, I was young. So my grandma used to make me sew stuff and clothes. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really realise what she was preparing me for until until I started designing bags. But yeah, when was your moment? I have never really been a fashion person. I've always been a tomboy growing up in school um so I wasn't really quite frilly and you know glitzy glamoury never been that type of person until I got pregnant and I had my daughter obviously I knew like I have to dress her a certain way not that I took it into consideration um you know I just thought you know just dress her as girly as possible so Every time I would dress her and I would take her out, I would always get compliments on how well she looked. And, like, she always looked up to trend mm-hmm. or she'd always be dressed a certain way. And everyone always used to, you know, project that to me. And then, um, I think it was, like, in 2008, I wanted to be a model. Yeah. I remember walking into Storm and they were like, no, you know, you're too short, you're not walkway, runway, sorry, or anything. And I was like, okay, you know, I was a little bit disheartened. Mm-hmm. But then uh, my friend, Nicholas, shout out to Nicholas, um, he was like, do you know what? I think you should be a stylist. Like, you dress your daughter so well, like, you always look nice. So maybe try and get into styling. And then I was like, hmm... I was like, okay, let me try that out. And then he hooked me up with an email to a magazine company, emailed them, they emailed me back straight away, and I started my internship in 2011, I think. Did you? So you was working for a magazine as an intern? As an, yeah, intern, yeah, intern, um, stylist at the time, and I just loved every moment of it going to the showrooms, picking up the staff, like knowing the mood boards. Mm-hmm. And it was just a different side that was open to me and I didn't really know. Did they make you work really hard? It did. They killed you. It did. <laughs> and I think at that moment, that's when I knew like fashion is for me. Like I like this a lot. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's there's so many things we dip and dive into, but we don't really have like a deep passion for it. Mm-hmm. But for this, in in this time right now, that was my passion. That was your passion. Yeah. So shortly after your internship, what did you do next? Like, was it, how did it, um, how did it After continue? my internship, after my internship, I went 
into PR. Oh, you worked in PR? Yeah, I worked in PR. I worked for Goodly Bullion. Yeah. Um, you haven't heard about that? They, oh. They're based in central London. They were actually a very, very good PR company at the time. And um, where they were situated, they always sent me to Vogue. Like, go and get the clothes, please. Like, we need this piece. We need to send it. Go in the cupboard. Raid the cupboard. We need it. And so, um, yeah, when the girl used to see me, I'd be like, I'm back again. <laughs> so you used to go to, so that early on you was yeah, going to Yeah, I went to Vogue. We yeah. went to, um, there was another one. I think it was Glamour. Um, they were, they all quite close to each other. Yeah, they, are, yeah. they are quite close. So every time they would borrow stuff, we would have to go back and get it once the clothing was overdue. Over, yeah. So we would have to go run over there and get the stuff. And I remember preparing for fashion week and writing out the invites and everything. It was, it was a fun mm-hmm. moment. And that's when my eyes widened. That's when I knew like. Oh, this is how I it really see. works. Yeah, yeah, and you see all the contacts from editors to stylists to companies, like everything. They had this um, what's that web? What, what, it's not a website. It's like a like a portal. Fashion monitor. Oh yeah, fashion monitor. So obviously, with fashion monitor, you have to have like a password to yeah, get to into get in. it, or you have to pay for their services. Yeah. So we had obviously access to that and we saw everything yeah Yeah, everything and events and you know everything everything you could even dream of in the fashion world it was on there so what was your like opinion of the industry just well when I first started out I remember putting a photo shoot together and I always wondered, like, where do I get the clothes from? Like, how do I? Um, obviously, I had to go and buy the stuff at the yeah, time. Yeah, because obviously you didn't have the contacts in the beginning. Yeah, I did not know. So I just, I pushed myself. Like, I was very eager to learn. Like, okay, so I did the internship with the magazine company. And obviously, they opened up the doors to the PR companies. And then from there... I worked in PR, so I knew the backlog of everything and how everything ran yeah. there. And um, I remember going to New York in 2011, and I remember working for a fashion showroom, like, um, not styling. Well, I did a bit of styling there, but it was more designing. And that's when I knew, like, design is... It's not for you! <laughs> Definitely you not. You just I remember to having to put the tech packs in order, having to do the different um, fabrics, like V219 blue and J2V yellow and the, the stitches and the cotton and the polyester. And I said, no, this is not for me. Even though I am obsessed with clothing and, you know, the fabrics. fabrics. But design? mm not for me <laughs> at all. Did you, did you look up to any stylists when you were like on the grind? Or did you have anyone that you thought, oh, okay, yeah. I want to be like this person I, when I, you know. For sure. I always said I wanted to be the English version of June Ambrose. Ooh. Always. And it's funny because I remember I went to New York once again. I know you guys are going to hear New York a lot because she I've been loves... there like five <laughs> times every year um, since 2011. But I remember I was there 2014 or was it 15? I went to go meet my friend Joelle there. He's a makeup artist. And this girl was like, June! And I stopped. She's like, June Ambrose! And I turned around. 
Really? She's like, oh my god, I thought you was June. I was like, no. <laughs> I, that was hilarious. That was funny. Um, yeah, but I love June. Like, I think she's very graceful. Mm-hmm. She's very womanly. Mm-hmm. She's very classy as well. Like, I love the way she puts herself together. And I think, like, that, her as a stylist just made me, like, you want to get fall into in it. love with it even more. Yeah, definitely. Do you think it was important that she was a woman of she's a woman of color for you in terms of like having like oh, someone yeah. to look up to? Oh my gosh, yeah. Like in terms that, you know, a stylist for me, I think growing up in in the 90s we never knew like what happened behind the, the scenes scene. especially like Spice Girls Tina Turner like you would always think like where the hell did they get those outfits <laughs> like, like they look so good and I, I actually did my research on June Ambrose and come to find out that she did um, a lot of styling for Missy Elliott Oh, she did yeah. a lot of styling for people. So all the stuff that we like, basically. Yeah, like back in the day mm. on the box. When mm. if anyone had the box back in the day, you would remember Missy Elliott twenty four seven, Buster Rhymes, all of them, and you would think like these suits are weird, but they looked cool at the time, cool. and that was all Very June Ambrose cool. throughout the nineties. And I just thought, wow, like I can't believe that was her the whole time because we admired that, mm-hmm. and we used to I put the bin it. bags on. <laughs> And we used to try, we used to try, but yeah, I I commend her for her work and what she's come to right now. She's definitely, you know, someone to look up to in the industry. Cool. What would you say your styling style is? My styling style? Yeah, are you trying to like have a certain style that when people see somebody like, that's Edith? No, I'm not. No, 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 no. I don't want people to... I know my sister always said that I should have like a tag, like a, you know, a bow or a button, just something to identify me. But I don't want to be identified. I want people. I want people to see my versatility. Mm. Like, I don't want them to see my kind of like, oh, that's Edith styling, like that's boring or that. I want them to be, you know, amazed all the time. Like. Oh, she's done this guy. She's done this girl. She's mm-hmm. done this little girl. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a mixture of everything, yeah. and I think you can see that through my work on Instagram. Like it's not the same. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's very, it's varied. Like okay, she's done this person, and sometimes with with the celebrities, it might not be a full transformation. Because sometimes I feel like I don't want to take them out of their comfort zone. We do have a conversation before we go forth with the clothes. And I always ask them, is there anything you like, anything you don't like? And they tend to gravitate to what they already know. Right. And it's weird because once the mood board comes through or, you know, just their information in general, I try to pick clothes according to what they would like. Mm -hmm. So that's how, like, most of my shoots are successful. And they're always like, yeah, I'd like to call her back. Well, I was going to ask you, how do you develop your relationships with PR? And how did that... How do... Basically, oh, tell me the hustle of that. And P- Christina, <laughs> you already know what PR is like. <laughs> PR is crazy. Like, me personally, after interning, I said I'd never do PR. Like, it is actually a stressful job. Now, with PR, you have to v- develop some type of relationship. And you need to, if you're freelance, you need to know. Or have a connection with a type of publication. Publication meaning a magazine. Mm-hmm. 
so that they know the relationship that you you build with them they know exactly where those pieces are going right what date it's coming out time and everything i just i think is very very important and um yeah, I just think you need to build a strong relationship. People go in PR. People, some people go, some people come. But as long as you have a strong relationship and everybody knows you in that PR house, you know, whoever takes over from there will be happy to deal with you. Yeah. And um, definitely I, I encourage everyone to go to press days as well just so that you meet the person one-to-one so yeah, that if yeah, you yeah. do request for clothes, they're like, oh, yeah, we met her on the press day and... You know, mm-hmm. it's just more easy. It's mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. more easy to maneuver like that. And this is what I've had to learn throughout my whole experience of, you know, styling. Talk to me about the personalities you come across in the styling world. Christina's, Obviously, I Christina's know this kind of question. question. I'm asking you the real question. <laughs> I know. Asking me questions that she knows, you know. Because <laughs> I'm turned to the side like I can't. Do tell me, tell me what. Makes you different because I I feel like people don't realize like people have perception of people in the fashion industry that everybody's like some people are like snobbish up there. I think it's an act. You think it's like an people act? who are snobby, it's an act. Like you don't just be snobby for no reason. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Like people are like that because they want to feel like they are they're on some type of status or they feel like or some of them could be rich. Like we would just you yeah. know you know talking about they feel like you know my dad is rich my mom is rich and i'm on this platform and i can do whatever i want but i don't think that's the way forward i think acting snobby or acting a certain way you never know who you can meet or come Mm. in contact with Mm -hmm. that person that you think is not good enough or she's not up to your standard she could be the next best person and once you break that connection or break that bridge with that person, they're not going to recommend you mm. or they're not going to say anything polite about you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because of the way you've acted towards them. So this is why, for me, I do things very strategically because I know that you don't know what in the What's industry. You just out, don't know. You yeah. just don't know. So you just have to be just be humble. That's my main thing. Just be humble. And you obviously seem to do very well with doing that. <laughs> but do you feel like people are pressured because of how other people treat them in the industry to change themselves to... F- oh, yeah. Do you see that happening? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're not strong-minded, um, that definitely can happen. If you have a goal and you know you want to reach it a certain way, doesn't matter how you want to try and reach it, you just have to be very strong-minded. If you're very weak-minded in the fashion industry, it's going to be a problem because mm. you can feel like, oh my God, I just don't want to do this. Like, I can't do it anymore. I can't. I'm trying and everyone's being a certain way to me. And I've been through it. PR, mm. they were so mean to me. They used to be like, oh, can you pack this collection away? And it's a full collection. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be like, Oh, we need this top. Unpack everything. And it's I like literally... So <laughs> it's like a game in it I to test your patience. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, why? Like, why would you do that? But for me, I didn't care. It was just... Even though I felt a certain way, it was like, okay, I'm going to do it. You're just going to do it. You get it done. And I, yeah. As mm. much as you might get annoyed throughout your internship, 
just stick it out all the way, especially if you have a goal. And then once you're done, you, you're done with those people, mm-hmm. you know. But at the same time, because you stuck it through, they'll still have something good to say about you, yeah. no matter what you think about them. So tell me what is the good, the bad, and ugly part of working in fashion PR? No, fashion styling, sorry. Okay, <laughs> okay the good thing about a stylist, I would say, is the freebies. Is it? How oh many freebies are you getting? You get a lot of freebies. Yeah. Oh, I knew you got freebies, but I didn't know it was like that. Remember those Ross, um, those Ross oh, yeah. earrings that I got? Yeah. I've got like um Isimiyaki scarf. Like oh, yeah. I got a few Yeah, I got a few pieces. Yeah, I got a few pieces. That's the best thing. Like like okay. I said, going back to building relationships, once you build a relationship they will send you, you know, gifts for Christmas or they'll yeah. say thank you for your, you know, work and stuff yeah. and they send you some really, really nice pieces. And, um, yeah, if they have a new collection of a pair of shoes or whatever, they will send you, oh, here's so a pair. And, so that's nice. Yeah, that's, so a, nice. that's the good thing. Um, the bad thing is my bloody suitcase. That <laughs> me and my suitcase, suitcase woman. has had the most wars. Like, oh, God, just think, how am I going to bring this suitcase up the stairs? How am I going to bring it down? It's too heavy have to jump in a cab spend unnecessary money that's the bad thing about styling like i that's the most thing that i hate the ugly oh gosh what can i say the ugly some of the pr people i just have to always go refer back to pr um the ugly oh ugly as well some photographers <laughs> i have to put that out there i'm not trying to put anyone down for their work but some, I just don't like the fact that when I put all my hard work in, yeah. in styling, like they tell me a date, they tell me a time and I'm there. And then they're not on point with their sending photo- like the pictures back the pictures on back, time. Yeah. And then I'm under pressure because the PRs are hounding me down. And it's like, oh my God, like when are the pictures going to be ready? And then you see them on another photo shoot and you just want to scream. Mm-hmm. It's annoying to me. Like, that's the only ugly bit about it. And, yeah, that's it. That's it. Nothing else. Everything else is, is perfectly fine. But that... Oh, God, does my head in. <laughs> really does. Good image. And what do you do to get work? Like, talk us through, like, maybe a typical week of what you do to ensure that you are you get work in the door, mate. Because you're freelance, basically. I'm freelance, you? yeah. I mean... To get work, I've always put myself out there. I've never waited for anybody to give me an opportunity. Mm. So in terms of... Okay, so for instance, if I know I'm going to New York or LA, anywhere in the world, doesn't even matter. Anywhere in the world, just find a bunch of photographers. In You can even look in Sean magazine. You can look in... Um, what other magazines do people like to read? Uh, what is it? Fucking Young? Mm. That magazine... Um, there's so many magazines, depending on what magazine you love to read, you can find photographers, find their email, email them and just be like, you know what? I really love your work. I'm coming to Belgium, France, wherever between this day and that day, would it be okay to work alongside you or, Mm -hmm. you know, work with you or do any styling work? And, you know, you might get a few responses 
and you just go ahead and you know you make plans but always follow up closer to the yeah. time because you never know if that photographer might have another booking with someone else so always be persistent always be determined and just follow up um in just to ensure that you have some type of work going on um i would say another thing to do is go to events Events is somewhere where you will meet photographers, you'll meet makeup artists, you will meet stylists, you'll just meet a bunch a of, of people. other people, yeah. yeah. And then you'll be like, you know, I do styling, you show them your website, you show them your work. Once again, after you've met them, just do a follow-up email. Hi, mm-hmm. you know, so-and-so was nice mm-hmm. to meet you, would definitely love to put a shoot together with you, blah 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 Just to ensure that, you know, you guys are connected and that you... Just- definitely have work yeah yeah is it hard to always well not for you i mean you're like you know what? but in the beginning like you know is it hard to ensure uh, that the, regular work is yeah, coming you have in, to... the, in the beginning um it was slow i remember the first person i worked with was um jessica Barr. i don't know if you know of her she's a fashion designer on oh, instagram God. very very sweet girl she's actually from ghana and okay. i remember her telling me to come on set that was my first styling gig um she told me to come on set and you know style her clothing well this was this was like me by myself completely yeah. after the internship and um i always get a little bit like oh is she gonna like me like will she like the style i always get that every in my shoot brain. you get it I, I still do it till now. Like, if I don't get the right clothing, I, I'm always thinking, like, did I get the right clothing? Did I get the... But always in the end, it always works out great. Mm. Always. And I'm just... I'm grateful for that. But um, in terms of saying that, you just have to be persistent to always want to get work. Have mm. to. Have mm-hmm. to and have to. And what would you say is... How do you best manage relationship with between you and the photographer, like to make sure that your the vision mm-hmm. comes alive and that what usually are you doing the mood board or the photographer is doing the mood board? Well, the photographer does. Well, it depends on who has the client at the time. Yeah. So if, as a stylist, if I have a client I want to style, I could put forth a mood board to the photographer. Different. Yeah. And he can go along with it, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know. So how do you ensure like you? You know, don't argue. Uh, <laughs> well, not like that, but you know what I mean? Like, conflict over, like, creative... Mm, we don't, I don't know. It's crazy. I've, I've never really conflict over my styling with a photographer. Okay. I've never had that. Like, oh, I don't like it at all, or I don't like the clothes at all. I think in the creative industry, everyone has a creative mind and I always put forth like if there's something you don't like let me know should I change it or I always ask for other people's opinions Mm because at the end of the day we all have a vision but your vision could be different to mine or you might just be thinking something just a tiny bit different so I always want to ensure that it's on point like is this some is this the look and then, you know, once they get through the lens, they're like, yeah, yeah, this is good. Like, I'm feeling the look. And, and I think that's what gets everybody buzzing. Like, once the, once that first outfit hits the model and it looks good, then everything just starts flowing. So, basically, yeah. you have to get the first one right. It is important. It has... You I don't think have... Said, I want to say you, you have to. You do. But... It's the turn off. And I shoot, so it's like, the first look is not right. And I'm like, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> 
I've never had that. I'm ne- I'm not even trying to be like I've never had that. I've never f- had a photographer say no. I don't like that. I I don't know. I don't know. Everyone is different, but yeah. And how do you how do you deal with rejection in the industry? Because I know a lot of people like can be scared of like people rejecting them and constantly feeling like you're constantly giving of yourself and people are like no 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 and like have you experienced rejection, that rejection uh, i don't know i think rejection once you t- that's a very hard one and i'll say that because once you show determination I think that's when they give you a chance. Like, this girl's very determined. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, let me give her a chance. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, you know, you get rejection and it's like you just give up. And I just think you just have to keep going. That's all I can say. Because, you know, we we all get rejection. I've got rejected before. There's, uh, there's people I've emailed or people I've wanted to work with so badly. And they don't reject Obviously, they just ignore you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and that exactly. feels like rejection. It's, reje- it's, 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 it's rejection. It's rejection. It's the same thing. So ig- ignoring, yes, I've got that many times. Slash rejections because you can say it's a rejection. So yes, I have had that. But like I said, you can email ten people one time, or let's say we've emailed a hundred people. Five will get back to you, or mm-hmm. even two will get back to you. And as one, and, and like I said, once you follow up with them and you let them know how much you admire their work and you really want to work with them, that's when they show a bit of interest. Like, oh, okay, let me give her a chance, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you know, I don't think people should ever feel down due to rejection because we get rejected all day, every day in our lives. Is it, it's something that happens mm-hmm. in yeah, life. Definitely. So to deal with it. You just have to be, like I said, you just have to be determined. And once you deal with it, it just makes you grow thicker skin. Like, okay. So if someone wants to reject me in my face, like, you know what? I like your work, but I'm not, I don't think you're the right candidate. It's like, okay, thank you so much. It was nice working with you. And you just move on from there. At least they can say, well, at least she was nice about it. Like she didn't feel, you know, a certain way. So yeah, that's how I would deal with rejection. And I think everyone should try and adapt that type of attitude. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it will see them through. And what would you say about your personal brand as a stylist? Do you try to, in terms of how you look and how you dress, do you try to let that speak or you're more of a very laid back type? <laughs> I'm looking at <laughs> Because some people, you know, you see them walking down the road and you think, well, there must be some kind of stylist, some kind of something. Yeah, but that's what people want to give off to people. Like, they want that so they can get that. That You know, like, they want to be reassured. Like, they said, I'm a stylist, so I guess I shouldn't be. And then that's <laughs> when people fall into that category. Whereas for me, I, I personally did not know what a stylist was. Yeah. I didn't know how they looked. I didn't know how they dressed. I remember I always used to read Look magazine. Yeah. But it wasn't... There wasn't a stylist in there. I just liked the models at the time. And the models at the time was like Agnes Stein. Mm-hmm. It was... Um, what was the girl with the... With the with the um, strawberry blonde hair? Lily Cole. Lily Cole. Sorry. Lily Cole. Agnes Stein. You know, um, Daisy. Loey. Those type of girls. And that's who I... Because I wanted to be a model. That's who I would always look at. It was never the stylist. So I didn't know what a stylist looked like. Like, what is a stylist image? I don't know. So for me, 
in terms of my style, I just, I kind of just go with what I feel like. Mm. Like, it's never like, oh, I might look through the magazine and I might see some type of inspiration. People who are like, oh, I just wake up and I throw anything on. <laughs> I mean, you can throw anything on, but there are certain things like jogging bottoms are a, a type of trend or, you know, your jumper could be a type of trend, but it's just the way you put it together mm -hmm. do you get what i mean and to be quite honest i do kind of just throw it on like okay let me just put this on and put this on and go out the door and yeah people's like oh my god you look really nice today and i just think really like this is not even the night this is not nice for me like <laughs> i can be so much more nicer but you know it's the way people perceive me like if they feel i look nice or it's not because i'm a stylist and i know and i'm trying to you know show you no that's not me because if you see me on a normal day uh, <laughs> you would think i'm homeless <laughs> literally yeah no makeup i just throw my my hat on i've got my normal jacket on like i think people in my area when they see me dressed up they're like wow yeah like who is this girl but they see me on a normal day today they're just like hi you did i'm like yeah. oh, hi you know just just humble with it yeah, yeah i just yeah. i don't like the fact that people have to wear the gucci scarf and, and just to show that bag. they have like i'm a stylist <laughs> it's like oh i knew you were a stylist <laughs> this one, it's like whatever <laughs> whatever please. oh my god so but you've got yeah i guess i guess that's a perception some people have but for me i'm just it's not you i'm humble with it i my my trainers are seven seven ninety nine from zara basically so humble <laughs> I will wait for the sale, Christina. You know me. I'm not buying it full price. <laughs> uh, what would you say currently that you're uh, excited about in fashion and style at the moment or kind of trends that you think, yes, this is people are oh, getting Oh, I it. love a jogging bottom. I love the jogging bottom trend. I think, you know, it's quite a versatility for Tom girls because I've always, Tom boys, I'm sorry. Because mm -hmm. um, I was a tomboy back in the day and it was just trainers jogging bottoms trainers jogging and i like the fact that you can throw on a t-shirt curl up your hair and throw some heels on with it and you just look amazing like mm -hmm. it's such a cute little trend to have like you're not too girly not too boyish yeah. but it, 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 it's nice it's a balance in between so that's definitely a trend i definitely will keep for the rest of the years um what else I'm not really... I like the trends, but I'm not... Yeah, I don't follow it too hard. Yeah. I'm not a hard trend follower. Like, you know, the um, the sliders? You don't like the sliders? Oh, my God, I hate them with a passion. What, the fur ones? You don't like them? Any slider. I'm not wearing Do you like it. the Gucci slip-ons? I don't like it. I love the Gucci slip-ons. <laughs> no, I don't like it. I feel like when everyone has it, it's just not exclusive anymore yeah like oh she got on the sliders oh she got on gucci shoes oh it's just it's no please i'm not a sliders fan what else the um you know the shoe the the, the transparent shoes what are they made of so like basically the girls will like wear the heels with the oh like the public desire style oh my god <laughs> And you know what's funny? I remember going to the Vogue Festival in 2013. Yeah. And I think I saw Donatella Versace that time. And I had on those shoes. And I was a bit 
skeptical like should I wear these shoes I was like let me just wear them and you know everyone complimented the shoes like oh my god where did you get those from like they now I just want to throw them in the bin <laughs> basically you were ahead of the curve literally I think I always am okay name one thing I know one thing that you were ahead of the curve with talk about that my hat. yeah go <laughs> <laughs> Talk about that. So basically, before um, the hat, girls started like basically wearing the hat trend back again. Well, back, what was it? Two thousand fourth? No, it was two thousand fifteen. I remember beginning of the year in February, and I bought the. How would you say? What hat would you say? Because people call it all the grand, different. Grand, so hat, or what do you call it? Snapback? No, it's not a snapback. Oh, it's a pullback. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a snapback. What else? Just a cap. Yeah, a cap. Okay, so granddad hat, cap, whatever you want to call it. So I remember buying one in Zara and no one was really buying it. Well, I think the summer before that, they had those caps in Zara, but they had the visor bit in the front and it was like a different coloured. And I wanted one so bad. Yeah. I remember my friend had one. Um, we was in America my friend had one and I was like can I borrow your hat and he told me no I was like alright okay cool <laughs> you don't want to borrow me the hat alright cool so anyway I came back to London saw the hat but it didn't have the see through visor bit so I just bought the hat and then I was like oh my god I want to put a pom pom on there like I want the fairy thing mm-hmm. so I went to this shop in uh, central London on is it St Margaret Street or is it just Margaret Street? Margaret like, Street. Back road, Margaret Street, yeah, yeah. Where Great Portland Street is, round the back there, they have this fabric shop and they have every single fabric going. Like if you are a design student and you go to London College of Fashion, you will go to that design shop because everyone knows about it. And they have from pom poms to feathers to. Mm-hmm. Everything you can think of they have in that shop. And this the Chinese lady had just bought the pom-poms in. And I was like, oh my God, I want a pom-pom. So I got the pom-pom. I think it was like a blue a blue pom-pom yeah. at the time. And I sewed that on the top of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a designer, by the way. But I was like, I want to put the pom-pom on my hat. So I put it on the reception was crazy i remember going for a job interview at the time just to get some money because i was going to Mm -hmm. la that summer i need to make um, some money and i went in there and all the girls in the office was like oh my god i love your hat i love your hat i love your hat i love your hat and um there was another girl called um farah who's the editor of oddity magazine and i think her boyfriend at the time was owned the one by one store and his brother came in and was like oh my god what is that on your hat so I was like it's a pom pom on my hat so he's like oh my god we can sell that in the one by one store like what's going on like let's talk like so I was like yeah you know I I was very subtle about it you know like I'm just if I see something I like it I don't go over the top I was very subtle about it but they were actually being serious like we want to sell that hat in our shop so I was like alright once I manufacture it and everything you know we'll talk about it but it just it never happened in the Mm -hmm. end never happened but um yeah then I got excited and put the pom pom on my shoes the reception for that 
it's on my Instagram as well. Yeah. The reception and that for was that, they were going crazy. People started putting those fur pom poms on yeah, the shoes. This, is, this was way before because the pom pom trend started coming in like after. Like you know when you see something. And then you just see it. Like, it's repetitive. Like, like it keeps that. on coming. And it's just like... Then that's when I start dying down. That's why I don't have the pom-pom on my hat. Because I'm just like, I don't even want it anymore. Like, everyone is doing it. But yeah, I just come up with these things. So what's next just... then? What do you foresee? Tell us. <laughs> so we can be early. Tell us something. Actually, do you know what? Oh, I want a pencil a denim pencil skirt like you know how you get a pencil skirt in the stores yeah so I want a pencil skirt very tight fitting pencil skirt with a slit in the back but what I want to do I want to put the eyelets in the skirt okay so when you put the the skirt on obviously you've got the eyelets in but it's a little bit more sexy yeah yeah. so yeah, if you yeah. wear it with like a t-shirt or like a yeah. nice shirt it just it just zhuzhes up the, the, the skirt yeah. a little bit more mm-hmm. I've been thinking about that a lot like for a long time a very long time i've got the eyelets at home but i just haven't found the right skirt. i haven't found the right skirt but i know once i get that skirt on it's gonna be a wrap it's people gonna are gonna be, be asking where you got people it from. are gonna be asking me i know it they're gonna be like where did you get that from and it's and also i saw um a, a, a denim jacket in Bershka yeah and they had the eyelets in the back of the jacket okay. and they had like ribbon going through, through it, it yeah. I was like oh yeah. my gosh but eyelets they've been out for a long time it's, yeah. it's, it's you know when they started doing the you know the jackets that they do the thread through with the eyelets yeah. that was in trend last year isn't it mm. You know the whole eyelet trend. Yeah, on the but no, it's it's been out way before, before that. Because yeah. I was working in um McHugh at the uh, McHugh in uh what year did I work in McHugh? I think it was 2015, and that whole collection was eyelets. They had the pumps with the eyelets in it. They had the trousers. Like the menswear was eyelet galore. Yeah, and it was really really nice. Like really good pieces. Um, so yeah, that's where I was like, oh my god, like eyelets, it looks really, really cool. And then I just came up with the skirt idea and I thought, oh, that would look really cool. And who, and lastly, who are you feeling style-wise? Uh, right now, oh my god, who am I feeling? Well, everybody, I say this in all of Num- my... Top, top three. Oh god. Sorry, I gotta narrow it down. So number one, okay, so start with number three. Uh, <laughs> Number three. Who's like on point? Like who's who's just killing it right oh, now? Oh shit! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, who do I like like that? I will put. You know why I put Rihanna in there? Is she not number one to you? No, no not for me. Okay, no. so she's Rihanna's very. I like her versatility, but Rihanna don't really come off classy sometimes. Like you know, she might wear that see-through, sexy. I mean, it's not. Nice, it's not your style. It's not my I style. See, I'm I not see. a see-through, sexy. You know, show the nipple. Tight. No, I'm not that type of thing. I just don't think it's it's for me personally. So I will put Rihanna in there because she is very she is doing versatile. Thing One thing I know, she's ahead, man. When I see her and stuff next year, everybody would everybody's copying it. it. Yeah, all the brands, yeah, all the high yeah, street. Yeah. So, so she did something her. recently that I know everyone's gonna copy. Yeah, yeah. Do you see? Yeah, the, I saw that. What? I, I, it's not the the um what she wore to Coachella. No, 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 not that. 
Which when one? she wore a hat like this. Yeah. And she put silk scarf underneath her chin. Yeah. Did you that's see that? The style. That's what she wore to Coachella. No, she didn't wear that to Coachella. So where did she wear that? She wore that when she was just like walking in New York. Oh, really? Yeah, she had like a green hat, tracker hat. And, and so the scarf. A silk the... scarf came from like as if you're tying a silk scarf around your head oh, down, like that. an old lady, like okay. kind of thing, but with okay. a hat on top. I was like, that. does she? Yes. I was like, okay, that is something I'm seeing. I can see well, that happening. I wouldn't do that though. That's obviously, that's obviously, she just created her own trend. But. I like the fact that she can do the nipple thing. She can do the see-through thing. But then again, she can she can dress very elegant yeah. at the same time. So, I'll give it to Rihanna. Um, who else can I give it to as well? And I think she's just so bomb. Uh, I, I have to put June Ambrose in there again. I yeah. really have to. I think she... I just like the way she carries herself very gracefully. Mm-hmm. And um, and she's a mum as well. And she she when she does do her little risky, like I saw her in like a lace bralette, yeah. like an all black like trouser mm-hmm. with like a blazer. I thought she looked really really nice. And everyone knows I love Solange. Yes, like, you know, like me, Solange I, I love Solange too. Sorry, but my, I'm sorry. Like, if she I could get my hands me. on there, if I could get my hands on her, not there. If I could get my hands on her. <laughs> Oh my god! That but why not Beyonce? Beyonce, is just, <laughs> oh. no, it's Solange. No, I know it's Solange for me too. Don't worry. I love Beyonce. I like her from a distance, but Solange is my girl. Like I just love the way she could just put things on, and it's just it just looks like I can't even say effortless again. It's just how. how? <laughs> you know, sometimes you wonder, like, how did she choose did the clothes? Like, how that? did you find this with this and? There was actually on her Instagram, she wore these. Um, she wore, I think, was it her birthday? She wore like this blazer, a top, and she had on like these, you know, them shimmy shimmy trousers that Rihanna had on. Which, where? Uh, they were like, like when she moves, like the tassel ones. Oh, okay, yeah, those ones. So Lange yeah. had on a pair before Rihanna. Yeah. I'm sure it was before Rihanna. I think it was from Michael Kors. And it was just... I think if she was even in London and she was, like, coming out of the gate. And she just looked so sassy. Like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, that girl... She's just everything to do she's with fashion. Yeah. Everything. I, I don't do care. like her. I like her. The way she, yeah. I looked at basically the whole look. The whole entire I love look. Her, oh, top her to bottom. Look, yeah. Hair. Yep, hair. The and afro, makeup wise. Makeup. Like, she would just do, like, a bare face and just a green line on top of that eye. And you're just like, oh, my God, why? <laughs> Why did her I shoes? Think I always like her shoes. She's got my similar taste in shoes. In shoes I yeah. would like buy most of the shoes she that got. She, she got has, on. yeah, yeah. And you know what I like about Solange as well? She promotes a lot of designers that we don't know about. Mm. A lot of them. Whereas like Rihanna and you know other designers, I'm sick of Gucci. Like everybody is in Gucci. I know we was having this conversation earlier, but I, I just, like Gucci. What Gucci doing now? Though? Yeah, but I, I just feel like everyone's it. killing it right now. <laughs> like you know, like it's an overkill right yeah, now. Yeah, and I think that there's so many other brands like people can be looking into. But Migos is wearing Gucci. Um, oh, and I this it. one is wearing Gucci. You know. Everybody is wearing Gucci, and it's just like it's like everyone's following each other now. Like no one wants to stand out. Mm-hmm. No one wants to wear. Excuse me. No one wants to wear Fendi instead of Gucci, or no one wants to wear, you know, something else. Just give me something else. 
you know. Mm. Cool. Thank you so much for joining me, Edith. Thank you so much. And where can they find you, the good people? You're welcome. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. What is the handle? So, at E-W-M underscore stylist. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much. You're welcome. See you next week, guys. Bye.